0: It's Cofield and Company No one, and I mean no one, is going to outwork this guy The man has unstoppable energy Steve Cofield We like Steve (laughs) But we don't love Steve It's Cofield and Company With Steve Cofield On ESPN Las
1: Vegas And we know it Because we feel it in our bones
2: Friday, 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 Friday. I'm looking forward to the weekend. I'm very excited. Football means a whole different ball of wax for us. So I enjoy the summer. I enjoy some of these weekend days, John Von Tobel. Yeah, JVT is here. Ari is back in our Finley Toyota studios. Much to get to. Big news of the day. We got multiple coaches being pushed out of the NFL because they don't want to take the vaccine. Whoa. That's a big deal. It's a very big deal. So we'll get to that. We got more updates. On baseball and the trade deadline, NBA draft is coming up next week. We're right around the corner from NBA free agency and all the movement. we got to get to all of it. Big five time.
0: Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at
2: Five, number five.
1: We'll
2: do it live. We'll do it live. We're on video right now up on Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, so check it out. You can ask us questions in the comments, and we'll get the questions on the air so uh, please send in some feedback and check us out here on a friday i mentioned some of the big sports topics maybe not so much sports but uh certainly a driving topic have we got an explanation for the video we saw yesterday of the bucks double decker bus at one point just flying through the streets of milwaukee that had to be an isolated spot
1: it was like the end of the parade the beginning of the parade what was going on well it's beginning because they're pulling out of a garage oh and like it's it's absolutely loaded at the top and it pulls out and it's just it's gone it's a 15 second clip that the, the car is gone in the, the bus is gone in like 10 seconds all these people are sitting there waiting to say hi you even hear at one point in the video there's somebody in the background that goes oh like, like the bus drives by so quick there's no chance to engage with the crowd in any way whatsoever Bus drivers got to get on schedule. That's what it is, right? He's like, Let's, we're getting this done. I'm volunteering I've never seen time. anything
2: like it. I don't understand it at all. Are you paid? Are you paid if I you're a bus driver? How does payment work? I don't understand it. Uh, I, I don't know. I would assume it's just, hey, here's the gig. He's like, they no promised me overtime yeah. and I'm not getting any. No one told them to get done in 12 minutes. <laughs> done. I think the route was really short too, right? Just driving the speed limit. I heard the route was only like a mile and a half. Yeah, it wasn't so very maybe long. Maybe they just did laps. <laughs> just but then you can really slow it down and kind of milk the whole thing. Or just
1: went to the, the end of the route and then reversed and did it backwards the rest of the way.
2: On the thread of the video, the Bucks crazy bus driver video, there were so many other crazy bus videos. You know, Sandra Bullock
1: driving. <laughs> I think there was a
2: – I saw one uh, with uh, Chris Farley as crazy bus driver. There were a few others. And then you sent me a video. Where is this from and what is going on? It's another bus I- situation, but it is – so much scarier than the Bucks bus i
1: have i don't know where it's from i don't know what it is i don't know the language at all it is in uh, one of the in east asian country you would assume by the subtitles but it's a man who is it's somebody is filming they're standing behind the bus driver and they are driving down a very windy road clearly downhill but it's like the the most i can like to do this is very i get maybe a, a very niche reference but if you ever come down from uh, from Yosemite and how, the you know what I mean, and how it goes, it's like a snake path that goes down the mountains. You got to go slow a lot of the times through there because it's pretty precarious. Well, imagine driving that but in a bus at full speed and never stopping for any of the turns. It is just full-on need for speed like, straight into <laughs>
2: turns and then turning like hard turn at the last minute. It's incredible. And the people, yeah. they're
1: like – I don't know if it's fake. They're screaming. They're screaming the whole time, telling the guy – I mean, the translation and the subtitles are saying that, hey, can you stop? What the hell? What are you doing? (laughs) Like, just stop. (laughs) Like, I don't know how real it is. I always take internet videos with a grain of salt because you don't know what is actually going on in the context. But this was an incredible video to watch.
2: Uh, We have a question in. Do you want to answer a question? Someone simply asking, what is Ari writing on the whiteboard? I I have no idea. He's by himself. Usually that's a reminder board for us. But today, he's by himself, so maybe he's writing reminders for himself. Maybe. It is the name of a host that I'm reminding myself to uh, send a link to. There you go. You have
1: to be reminded of that, isn't it, every Friday? Hey, don't get on him. He's,
2: try- he's trying to get more thorough. He's on top of it. Number four. Even when he's doing the right thing, we're busting his chops. Uh, the Cleveland Indians have changed their name. Uh, we're in agreement. It's not great. The logos are even worse. I think logos and lettering and font can all be changed. So I think they've got to really work that to kind of bump up the name, the guardians. Mm-hmm. You said the reactions were, I think this is sarcastic. were perfectly measured on
1: social media. Was it flip out central? Of course. All right. Same stuff as always. I find the word Yankee offensive. Now can we eliminate that one too? Like, Oh, people are, people are big mad about right. the Indians' name going bye It's bye-bye. the same thing. PC, all that kind of stuff. Right. It is incredible that the people who allege that everybody else are beta and soy boys uh, are the ones getting mad because their favorite baseball team's name is gone. Right? Like, I've never... I don't understand why people don't get the irony in something like that. Regardless, people are going to be upset about it. Now, I saw a lot of complaints on both ends, right? One of the complaints that I thought was very valid was, hey, you're changing this name. Uh, but your Twitter handle is still Indians, right? You've gone away from everything except your Twitter handle, as you tweet this video out, is at Indians. Like, okay, doesn't really make that much sense. Now, you mentioned this, and I didn't think about this because there was a one that people were complaining. They still kept the Ians on the end, right? Well, it's from the same Indians. exact font. Right.
2: Uh, all they put is guard in, on top of I-N. It's right. Guardians in and, and for Indians, and the the logo looks exactly the same.
1: Yes. So, I can understand the lazy factor behind that, too. Okay. Where they were just really trying. But the the fact that they haven't changed the Twitter handle, I think, was the best one that we saw in terms of complaints. Because there were others that didn't like the video. The video did not state in any way whatsoever why they were changing the name. Does it have to at this point? I think we know, right? Yes. So, I don't know if maybe that is something that should be mentioned in the video by Tom Hanks when he's narrating it. But there were a lot of weird complaints on both ends. But I think the one that's most valid is the social media handle. And there's also... If you look at the logo, Steve, and if you turn the logo on its end, mm-hmm. it's actually just the outline of Chief Wahoo, which is kind of troubling. Like, were they that Were lazy? they trying
2: to balance it, or they're like, we have no original ideas, so let's just kind of trace over what we have? I think it's number two. I still think the Spiders was a perfectly fine God, one. there's so much potential to have great names in the world of sports, and so often new organizations and uh, organizations that change – just pull an L Floppo. I mean, we're still not past football team yet. I think they might stick with it. Why not? I my vote was well, there. if it's gonna be Guardian, if it's gonna be something as lame as this, then don't even bother. <laughs>
1: the Washington meter maids. Something like that. I my vote is just not only just stick with Washington football team, I have said just be Cleveland. Sort of That's like
2: you and LV's doing with the Rebels and run, run rebels. Right,
1: just just be just be Cleveland. Cleveland's coming to town. You're playing Cleveland. Why not just be Cleveland? Branded that way. They got the C logo. It's all there for you. Could you do like CBC, just Cleveland Baseball Club? Ooh, that's a good one. Cleveland, Stop. BC. Not, that's not a good one. Cleveland, BC. You're just like it's soccer.
2: It's a good I one. I don't get it. Where are all the creative people? are? They, they're they not working in baseball. There's no more ideas left. All this effort, and this is what we come up with, the Guardians. Okay. Number three. Well, let's stick in Cleveland. Get a little draft talk in here. The draft is next week, next Thursday. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to do some of the handicapping?
1: Yeah, I've looked at it. I mean, NBA that's... experts over at VSIN. Let me get the title right. What is it? A senior NBA analyst, I guess. That, that means I don't know anything about any other sport. Just remember. That.
2: Well, apparently you do because you were called college football expert in the New York Post the other day. Was that really? On that? Yeah. Oh, I saw that note. Yeah, yeah. So did it go in the post? It. It was in the New York Post and it said uh, this college football expert. You know. John Von Tobel on the Mountain West Conference, which, by the way, I you went through this the other day. Your UNLV over under wins right up an opinion one and a half it's crap. Why? Come on, dude. They're not going under one and a half.
1: Okay, bet I will. Okay,
2: we're gonna go head to head. Yeah, well, is there, I don't know. Is there juice on one side or the other? No, it's a pick. Is there a price? It's a pick. All right, we can go. I'll go head to head on that one. Or okay. do you? Are you saying just do it at the book?
1: No, I mean like yeah, we'll go head to head. I don't care. Sure.
2: Yeah, you're you're not. That's not that's that's a bad play.
1: Okay, it's a Where, bad play. Where's the
2: win? It's a where's the two wins? I don't even have to name the win. They're going to win games.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure. They can win a game and you lose go, I the said win games. Tools. They're okay. going to
2: win games.
1: What are the two wins? There's plenty of wins on the board. Where? They can beat Eastern
2: Washington. I know it's a road game. They can take uh, take out Texas San Antonio. Uh, UTSA. Let's see what happened. Let's see what happens at Arizona State. That's a screwed up program right now. Okay. And if and they I don't think they're going to have a Baffo season and win eight games. But somewhere along the way in the Mountain West Conference, because they did compete in several of those games last year and run out of gas in the fourth quarter, there's going to be some of those games where they're up and other teams aren't. They're going to win games. They're not going winless. They're not going to win one game. So remember this. <laughs> when they win one. I'm sure you'll pull a Jalen Rose. You'll pull up. You'll you'll rip me like Jalen Rose rip Perk. Not really. If we're, just if we're, clown we're, on me. for putting money on it, I'll just ask for my money, and that'll be the end no, of it. I think you should clown on me. If they, if they go winless or win one game, and they're not competitive in lots of games, And I'll have egg on my face.
1: Well, and I think – I feel like, too, I've said this before, taking them under and thinking they're going to win one to no games also does not mean that it's going to be, this might sound crazy, a terrible season, right? If they have some ultra-competitive games, and down the stretch, right, they are close to winning some, they show some real growth as a program, there should be some, and they're like you, who are very close to the team, would be able to look at a season like that with nuance and realize that it was a relatively good season that showed some growth as they move forward. Right. Right, so it's not... It's not that. It's when you look at that schedule, you it's mentioned. Tough. It's tough. It's Yeah, the Eastern Washington team, that's a really good Eastern Washington so team. So is UTSA. UTSA. These, you know, these, these are names you see, and you're like, oh, of course that's going to be a win. Well, uh, UTSA is in competition to potentially win the Conference USA. Like the, the, These are all really quality programs that they have in front of them, and a lot of that was part of the analysis, too. And even, even a program like Utah State, you get them at home, I mean, Utah State could be getting better by the time they face UNLV because you have a transfer you'd assume is going to take that job of Logan Bonner. Anderson comes from Arkansas State where he led them to, what, six bowl games in seven years, and they have a million returning starters just like everybody else. So a lot of it had to do with the schedule, not so much UNLV, dumpster fire, hate them. Uh, Brady, one of
2: our P1s, Mm -hmm. research guy. Being a smart ass, saying that uh, UNLV can play themselves and still manage to come out with two lots. Let me see. I, like I don't that. even know what that means. It's just, a, it's just negativity to be negative. You don't need that. By the way, can we get number three again? Because we never did it. Number three. Thank you. Let me get to uh, the NBA draft and the handicapping. I'm the one. I, I went on the tangent about your New York Post write-up, college football expert, but also senior NBA analyst. Analyst.
1: Are the Cavs really going to trade out of the three-hole? I guess this has picked up steam, right? Because here's the thing. The thought is, is that it would be Jalen Green that they were going to draft. But here's the thing. I think Jalen Green's gone by number two. I've I've always seen them tied to Evan Mobley, which would make some sense for them. And here is, like, we always do this, right? When it came to the anecdotes around this draft, what was it? want to get in the top four. Any team would be happy with a top-four pick. You get any one of the top-four guys, you'll be fine. You'll be set because the top end of this draft is loaded. And so if that's really the case, if basketball minds really think that, and the Cavs can fill a hole on their roster up front, why would they be trading out? Of it? The assumption that it's going to be Jalen Green there just doesn't make that much sense to me.
2: I thought the, the weird write-up that I saw, um, saying that they're too loaded at the pre, the, the prime positions at the number-three pick, that they already have Garland, Sexton, and they're going to re-sign Jared Allen? Cavaliers are so bad. You draft whoever the best player is. Right. And you make it work. Right.
1: Because Colin Sexton and Darius Garland. I mean, I like Darius Garland a lot. I think he's going to be a really good player. But it's not like Colin Sexton has shown some limitations as a player. Right? Darius Garland, that, that crew, I don't think is – you're building on them, but I don't think you're sitting back like you said and going, we're done. We're loaded to the gills. We're trading out of here. Let's get some assets. Like, no, that's not the case.
0: Number two.
1: Are you hearing any Aaron Rodgers
2: retirement rumors? That that's going to be the end game in this whole thing? Come next week, Tuesday, camp's opening up, and he's just going to say, I'm walking. I think you and I heard the same rumor. Well, we got texted by someone. Yeah. And they they say they have a source, which, whatever, it's intriguing. So I immediately went. The thing for me is, if, uh, if Rodgers is going to walk, well, it's actually selfish. I want to get ahead of the game, and I want to bet it right. So I went to look at numbers. I, I I don't know why the last month or so I haven't looked at the Packers over under win total number.
1: Have you played this yet? I have a bet in the Packers realm. Okay, what I is bet it? I have I bet the Vikings at plus three seventy five about a month and a half, two months ago to win the NFC North. And now what are they? Three to one. I've seen plus two fifty. I was going to say like, like
2: plus two fifty in that. Range. So you yeah. think there's been a lot of people speculating? At least play, playing you know, some safety here in case Rodgers walks right. or gets
1: traded. I think you're just like kind of loosening up the numbers and putting it where it's at just in case. There's where, a whole bunch of unknown here. Where are you now
2: when it comes to the Packers, week one, who's playing quarterback?
1: I still think it's going to be Rodgers. What percentage? Uh, I'll go – 61.23%. Okay, I'm
2: gonna go 75-25. I won't be okay. so complicated. So, actually, you know what? I'll, I'll go. I'll go even higher. I'll go 85-15. I think he's playing for the Packers. I think right. they will work it out. Now, do I want him to walk? I think it would be glorious. Sit out the year, make his Jeopardy money, make his other money. Um, also, teach a lesson to the Packer fans, who have, a lot of them have turned against them. Mm. You know, and act as if well, the organization's bigger than any one player. No, those two quarterbacks are your organization for the last 29 years. You pukes. 29 years of Favre and freaking Rodgers. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it's like to be the rest of us. So I would love for him to stick it to them first and foremost. Yeah. But I I, I think they're going to work it out. So that said, the Packers win total has been nine, nine and a half. Most of the offseason. Uh, I played today over nine and a half at plus 120. I'm like, if he's back, they're going to win double digit games. They just are. They, just I, they they are. they they will. They will. We don't know what the Bears are in the division. I like the Vikings to, to be on the upswing. You think Detroit's gonna be good? Not really. And I know that's only six of the games. I was gonna say six of the seventeen now games. Okay. <laughs> Do you think they finish nine and eight or eight and nine or worse? Seven and ten? I don't think it's out of the question. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Let's let's I just think mean, is- I think if he's gone, then yes. They could be below five hundred.
1: Well, can we go with the anecdotal evidence very quickly here? Um, it's not like Aaron Rodgers has been ripping off double digit win seasons his entire career. He had quite the lull there where he was floating around seven, eight, and one, eight. Well, eight. What what have they been with Matt LaFleur? Yeah, they've had two really good years. Yes. Yes. What what suggests there's a collapse coming if he's there? Well, I mean the teams around them getting slightly better, their schedule being I think the twelfth toughest schedule in Vikings getting slightly better. Are the Lions better? I don't think so, but the Chicago Bears could be. I think Andy Dalton's a better option of quarterback to start the season than Ooh, any of the two that know. they had last year. Yeah, I don't I uh, I'm
2: not high on the Bears, so I, I think Dalton have- plays a handful of games and then you go with the rookie.
1: I think Andy Dalton is like crapped on for no reason whatsoever. He's been like a baseline quality quarterback in the National Football League for a while. And he was just hurt last year and it was offensive line was when he got his chance with the Cowboys. And his offensive line was terrible. It was absolutely disgusting. And if you look at, again, these are always only one. You always take it with a grain of salt. If you take it from a PFF grading standpoint, he's been a baseline starter. And an above average starter in his NFL career. Right? So, I just and by the way, that Bears defense is still very good. And you look at the rest of the schedule again having one of the tougher schedules in the nfl it's not out of the realm of possibility their defense which wasn't one of the best in the national football league last few years gets taken advantage of and they end up going nine and what would it be now nine and eight ten and, nine seven. and, nine yeah. and eight.
2: glass overflowing i'm going to win both bets i'm going to win packers over nine and a half and vikings win the division how about that Wait, vikings win the division or packers vikings I'll get Packers ten and seven, and Vikings win the division at eleven and six. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's gonna be all season, isn't it? The math, the sixteen to seventeen, has thrown so, me off
1: it's so bad. I don't
2: know what to do. It's an uneven number. This is stupid. It doesn't make sense. I'll handle that part of the show for all you guys. Okay, because that while Adam Hill is also good with analytics, I don't think he's a math guy. I'm still okay. That's about the only skill I have left number one. A long time ago that I was in school. But I can still do a little bit of arithmetic. Alright, big story of the day and this was not going to be the big story of the day but it's turned into the big story of the day. There's two coaches who have been pushed out of the NFL because well we know for sure one is vaccine related. The the wording on the Patriots coach the Patriots co-offensive line coach is out. But we don't know exactly the reason has it come out since in the last couple of hours? He, he's not going to take the vaccine. Rick Dennison is the guy. Uh, he's not taking the vaccine. The Vikings have, have moved on. I don't believe it was a firing. I think it was a parting of the ways. Maybe there's an opening that he comes back down the road. This has set people off. Yeah, the report early in the day was uh, Viking O-line and run game coordinator Rick Dennison being let go as he has refused to get vaccinated for COVID-19. We'll see. Or oh, oh, question. Yeah, the question on this tweet was good. Will we see more coaches leave the NFL to avoid vaccination? Well, we saw it happen with the Patriots. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yes. How many more?
1: <laughs> I don't know. That's a very well. How I point. mean, how
2: big a concern do you think it is? I mean, the, the we could we could argue the general population. What here in Nevada, fully vaxxed? What are we at? You know, 54, 46, mm-hmm. right? Vaxed and, and unvaxxed. Are we? I don't. We're not. We're not fifty four forty six in the NFL coaching ranks, right? Well, right. But is we it also ninety ten. Is it eighty twenty? Let's do more math.
1: Well, we also I would is say sixty one point three two, as you said. I'll take. Uh, I'll take the math out of the equation a little bit, and we don't have right a potential multi million dollar salary or close to it, and the chance to win a Super Bowl and championship, right? So that would push some who would be hesitant to get fully vaccinated. So there are probably some like they have seen the two coaches that are relatively stubborn and don't want to do it. So that leads to them leaving. And there'll probably be one or two more. I don't think it'd be like a widespread issue, but I wouldn't be surprised to see like one or two more guys do this. Well, let's talk about what's going to happen to the Vikings because uh, losing your coach at this
2: late date, uh, not the easiest thing, obviously going to affect the offensive line, could affect the run game. And I'll give you some of the reaction from social media on a coach or coaches being pushed out of their gigs because they will not get vaccinated.
0: It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Now, back to Cofield and Company.
1: Wade into right field, and it's a base hit! Vossler in, here comes Estrada, he'll score 5-3, Giants! Unbelievable. McKinney can't get there in time. He makes a good play just to keep it from going by him. And for the second night in a row, Jansen gets booed off the field. They're they're furious with the umpire. They're furious with their
0: closer.
1: All
2: right, it's been like 18, 19 hours since. Dodger fans, calm down. It's over. Calm down. I understand you're frustrated. In the moment, you know, booing Kenley Jansen. He's been a, a freaking warrior for you guys. Let's calm it all down.
1: You haven't brought up the uh, the Yankees' latest meltdown, huh? Nothing?
2: You know, it, the thing is, it doesn't mean as much right now because they're not good. Like, the Dodgers are expected to compete for the World Series, and they've got the highest payroll in baseball. I don't know. Is it bad as a Yankees fan that I'm just like, they're just okay. I can't get that pissed. I think you should expect more on your franchise. I, you're right. I did before the season <laughs> and in the offseason. You could see this coming. You, go, you go into a season with, you can Garrett, see this with coming. Garrett Cole. Well, no, you go into – yeah, yeah, yes, yes. You go into a season with Garrett Cole, and then you're piecing together the rest of your pitching staff. Yes, you can see this coming. No, I didn't see – you know, the up-and-down nature of the lineup, and right. it just has not been productive. They're, you know, in the 20s in runs scored. Um, I You know what? I will say I didn't see the bullpen being as bad as it has been and inconsistent as it has been. Chapman's starting to lose it. You know, Chad Green was the culprit the last couple times out. Uh, Zach,
1: Zach,
2: yeah, I mean, then then they're, they're having to bring up guys in high-leverage situations that haven't pitched yet. Uh, you know, Britain's just not healthy. Um, and it, the thing is, when you start to see, like, Sal Romano – on a Yankees roster Mm -hmm. who was not good when he was pitching in Cincinnati or like, it's just, it's just an average team and their lineup can't stay healthy. Like they've got big names in the lineup, but a lot of the guys have underachieved and I didn't see Glaber Torres coming. I thought he's a lock every year to be, you know, 25 plus homers and a productive guy. And so I don't know what the Yankees are going to do. I think they're going to, I mean, they could trade for Trevor story, but I, I don't, I don't know if there's a, like there's a quick fix trade that, Pushes them. They're they're just not. You get what I'm saying? They're right. like the, the, the Dodgers. Dodgers legitimately are, if they play well the rest of the way, and they're getting they're getting unforeseen competition from the Giants. The Giants are a lot better mm-hmm. than we thought they would. I mean, the Dodgers are still a you know a 95 98 you know 100 win team if they play you know kick ass in the second half. The Yankees are about. It looks like Max is like 85 wins.
1: Yeah, if the Dodgers acquire two arms, right? One for the rotation, one for the pin – They'll be fine, and even if they don't, they're still going to be extremely competitive and very good with that lineup. If the Yankees acquire an arm and a piece for the pen, they're eight games back in the AL East, and they'd have to fight tooth and nail and become extremely, extremely good down the stretch to get one of those wild cards, to your point.
2: Man, it's sad, too. In the division, you know, the Rays are moving and shaking. They get
1: Nelson Cruz. How about that? I have the Rays to win the division at plus two seventy five, and I was like, man, I think they're only a game back, so there's plenty of time you for bet. them to win it. But I was sitting there like, man, they, they hope they do something. Hope they don't just roll with this. Yeah, they are they bad against lefties. They bring in Cruz, who's been absolutely incredible against left-handed pitching. Yeah, it's a really good move and a shocking one for that team, right? Uh, they've made moves in the past. I mean, they, they, I they obviously they made a they
2: maybe they were shedding a little money today. Uh, they traded Rich Hill so. to the Mets, so. I hope that's not all the Mets are going to do. D-Mountain. We'll see. <laughs> but the division, it's its a tough division for the Yankees. And I have to say, I was uh, was getting on the – what's his name? That guy, Bear from mm-hmm. ESPN. He was saying uh, about a month ago, Yankees are at best the third, best team in the ALEs, maybe the fourth. And I was like, no way. But it just hasn't come together.
1: Well, I mean, you can make the argument that at that time, it was a little quick to make that proclamation. But turn it out to be right. Um, you know, I'd also like to see the timing – it was right uh, after they lost that the series opener to the uh, the, the Rays. Remember, it's one of their or But
2: that's not the timing I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. I part of the problem for the Yankees obviously has been Garrett Cole being okay, but not great like he was in the beginning. I didn't see the sticky stuff stuff coming. Mm-hmm. That changed a lot too, and maybe it changed it with Aroldis Chapman. Both Cole and Chapman have been affected by it. They're only four and a half games back from Oakland. I thought it was a little bit farther, so still a makeable. Yeah, well, first thing is to get healthy. If they could get the miracle and get Corey Kluber to pitch the rest of the year, that would be nice. And Luke Voigt is kind of good, but he hasn't been on the field.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I guess the beginning of this is uh, maybe I should maybe I should, get, maybe I should get more angry about the Yankees. Get like, it. I've given up. What a terrible fan. What a big wimp. Kluber All right, through. on the way back, I do want to get some of the feedback that we got on Facebook today because we posted the uh, story about Rick Dennison, the Vikings' O-line coach, being pushed out of the NFL because he uh, doesn't want to get – the vaccine, and a lot of the conversation on uh, ESPN Las Vegas Facebook is around that guy suing all of these other guys. Uh, a lot of listeners want the Vikings sued, the NFL sued. They're very angry about it.
0: We want all the smoke. Tweet at Steve Colefield or call 702-364-1100 and let us have it. Was well, thinking i make you some Cincinnati chili. You know, with spaghetti with cinnamon. I bet you never had that. Sounds fing disgusting. (laughs) It's Cofield and Company. They say this is a big rich town. I just come from the part.
2: JBT from the Mean Streets. Power. You know, now that I finally caught up on. uh, Below Deck. My yacht, my charter yacht show. That took over my life for like five months, John.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Took over my life. I watched 14 seasons. 14 seasons. Yes. Yeah. Regular below deck and uh, med. I'm finally caught up. Now I can get back to watching some other shows that I wanted to watch. I faded a bit on Power, so I'm going to get back into that. That was actually a scene from Power, early on, I think season one. So uh, the lady wanted to make her uh, her bow some Cincinnati chili, and he was he didn't mince any words. So <laughs> these New York guys, man. You heard Gary Cohen, right? The Mets announcer. Yes. Crap all over the Cincinnati Chili. That so. sounds,
1: yeah, it sounds disgusting. It's not disgusting.
2: But I'm the only one who believes that on the show, so an wow. argument for another day or never argue about it again. Uh, so some reaction from the listeners on the Rick Dennison Vikings coach out of his gig with the Vikings for his refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine. From Facebook?
1: Yeah. The be in Las Vegas on Facebook. Yes, the Follow- be in Las like- Vegas on Facebook, yep. Uh,
2: someone goes with the, you know, there's always the, Hey, let's, you know, let's find the kind of the extreme case. And then what happens? Uh, Tim said, so if he has an adverse reaction to the vaccine, can he sue the NFL or the Vikings for forcing him to get it again? People keep saying forcing. No one can force you. No one's forcing. It, it's, that's not the case. Uh, Ken responded by saying, uh, he can't sue them for anything. He doesn't have a right to work in the NFL. The league and the team are private businesses. They can set their rules. Uh, where's the union? I hope he sues the NFL says a mic there's no coaches union. Uh, it's not the coach's fault that the NFL changed your rules while he was there. Again, it's not a rule that you have to take the vaccine. Right. Uh, there are going to be different rules for the unvaccinated and the vaccinated. And I'm guessing for coaches you probably wouldn't have enough access
1: to be able to do your job effectively. He and that was a problem with Rick Dennison. He doesn't have to take the vaccine he doesn't no he can stay there but his rules are going to be different and the way he is handled, and the way he handles his business around the team. And then if your boss deems you unable to do
2: your job to the fullest with these restrictions, then we have a situation, and we had a situation, and I'm guessing this was a mutual parting of ways, and Denison could be back when things change.
1: Right.
2: You know, when COVID is completely gone. Now, that may be a while. Uh, O'Reilly said, I agree with the Vikings. Uh, Eric Gonzalez said, good, step up to the plate and say no. Okay. He did. He said no, and he's walking. Uh, Max said it's unfortunate, but let the dominoes start falling. Uh, John Edmond, one of our really good commenters, said condition of employment seems simple to understand. Uh, uh, Mike said, said that's why the world is uh, is what it is, I guess, because everyone is trying to control us. I hope he sues them for a lot of money. Then they should make it mandatory for you to have the flu shot every year and every other vaccine out there.
1: right (laughs) but it's not mandatory
2: Uh, a jack responded and said mike shows exactly the opposite coach rick has total control of the situation his employers asked him to do something it was his 100 percent choice not to do it complete control was had by rick absolutely accurate so good conversation up on uh, facebook i almost said twitter all right And Misty actually chimed in and said, "Where's Justin Watkins? We'll get Justin on this early next week."
1: There's nothing legal.
2: The first thing people turn to is possible litigation. You I have will to fight for your rights and
1: to party. No, I, not to I, party. I,
2: I will play Justin. Hopefully, Justin's listening. Don't 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 play Justin. I
1: will play Justin. We're, we've already
2: we've already been walking the fine line. There is by saying nothing. by by commenting on legal issues. Where it's nothing. a dangerous game.
1: That Denison can do. In fact, if I was a judge, I'd laugh this case out of the court. <laughs> Stop.
2: You don't now, now you don't know what you're talking about. So I said no vaccine Friday, and then we had this happen. Two coaches, a Patriots coach and a Vikings coach, are leaving their jobs because of uh, vaccine concerns. I think one of the biggest stories, as it starts to develop, is not, not just, and this part isn't developing, Aaron Rodgers and what's going to happen next week. And now retirement rumors. You know, we had people texting us today. Hey, I've got an inside source says he's going to walk. He's going to retire sometime soon in the next couple of days. Uh, Devontae Adams has shut off negotiations for an extension. This one's interesting, especially with the Raiders' tie. Like, this is juicy, right? If Derek Carr is going to be the quarterback for a long time with the Raiders, then it would seem like the Raiders would have a good shot to get Devontae Adams either in free agency or maybe via trade if things are getting really bad. Uh, listen to Ian Rappaport, NFL Insider, who's on the uh, Pat McAfee show as uh, McAfee kind of rolls in here and is asking him what the situation is.
0: Uh, is that the Devontae Adams bobble? Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers. I figured this is the reason why that stopped. I thought that too, but that is actually not the case. I, in my head, like, I knew they were having talks, but I didn't know how serious they got. I thought Devontae wouldn't commit to the Packers until he knew about Rodgers, but they were having serious negotiations without knowing aaron Rodgers' status problem is davante adams wants to be and probably should be the number one paid receiver in the nfl hey, and Jeffrey. the packers are not willing to give him what deandre hopkins got based on new money they broke off talks monday there's no end in sight so those two sides are basically nowhere
2: okay how do you react to this normal business these things happen doesn't mean a damn thing. Doesn't mean that Devontae Adams is unhappy. Doesn't mean that Devontae Adams wants out now. Or is it the opposite? Hey, now's the time to strike for the Raiders. There's I mean, upheaval. Packers may be looking at a significant rebuild. Why not trade some assets to get Devontae Adams now?
1: I I, th- I think that I would agree with the pa- or Excuse me, the Raiders trying to do so. Problem is, if you're the Packers, why are they willing to do that if they don't know what's happening with Aaron Rodgers? Maybe
2: they do. Maybe they have a better idea of what's going on with Rodgers than we than we know. Right? Maybe Devontae Adams has a better idea, and that's why he
1: broke off the talks. But Ian Rappaport just said it didn't have anything to do with it. Okay, I believe him. They don't get everything right. I think Devontae Adams should sue the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> just stop with the lawsuits. Uh, <laughs> no, like if you're the Raiders, like yes, absolutely, you should take this you should call if they haven't already. I'm assuming probably there's been. Very, very tepid conversations around this. But, again, like if I'm the Green Bay Packers and there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers, you work things out, you come back, you just said, what would you say, 85% chance you think that Aaron Rodgers starts week one? Yeah. So why would you trade Devontae Adams if Aaron Rodgers is coming back? So it's just a part of you can make the call if you're Mike Mayock and John Gruden. problem is the person on the other side is sitting here saying, well, I mean, Rodgers might come back, and if he is, we want Adams. Yeah. Actually, if, if we trade Adams, then maybe, maybe Rodgers ain't
2: coming back. Right. And then Rodgers would sue the so Packers. So let's just go with the scenario that Packers know Rodgers is out or they're going to have to trade him. And Devontae Adams has told him, hey, I'm not renegotiating, and I hear Rodgers is out. Mm-hmm. If the Packers were opening to dealing him, I think there's a lot of Raiders fans who'd, who'd say, wait until free agency, don't give anything up. I totally disagree with that. If, if Adams is available now, then I start right off the bat. I start talking rugs and something else. Yes, he's
1: twenty. I, I feel
2: like, the, sorry, I feel like the Raiders. Uh, they feel like Raiders fans are con- some of them are in this mode of build, 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 build. Mm-hmm. If you actually had a chance to get Devonte Adams for this season, and it meant giving up, you know, some decent young guys to do it, there should be a sense of urgency with this team, right? Yeah. I think there are some fans who are resigned to the fact that, like, well, you know, we, it's a work in progress. Like, no, it's three years in. You've been you've been in the playoff hunt the last two years, down the stretch, and you faded. They need to get over the hump this year, and anything that helps you get over the hump, like a bold move of getting Devontae Adams,
1: you gotta consider it. I think the problem is like that mindset comes from because you're you're in terms of where you're at as a team, it's lopsided like this, right? Because your offense is up here. Ready to compete, and I think in playoff situations, your defense has been the work in progress. Your defense is the one that is not playoff ready. I don't even think they might be better this year. I don't even know if it's going to be playoff ready this year. Now, Devonte Adams helps you drag along that defense a little bit more, right? Because your offense is that much better. But I'm like I'm down with it. Devonte Adams is great, and and this is an offense that we you you and I have talked about it. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. This is an offense that if you looked at some of the efficiency rankings, if it's like DBOA, things like that, well into the top half of the league in a lot of categories, right? Since John Gruden's been there, he's one of the more baseline things that, that has come with this team is the production of this offense. Devontae Adams helps that, and he fits. If you look at some of the like some of the numbers too, average depth of target last year for Devontae Adams was only eight yards downfield. It's right in Derek Carr's wheelhouse, right? It's not like he's a bomber downfield that you got to go ahead and find. He's a great yard after catch dude. It fits with everything they want to do. So I would say yes. Like I'm making the call. Problem is, are you on the same wavelength? And what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? That stops of everything.
0: The Cofield and Company crew is back tonight at ten thirty. It's the DC and the Sunshine Man podcast with Dave Cokin. Watch at Steve Cofield on Twitter or on YouTube. Cofield and Company presents. Hey,
2: hold on! up,
0: Grab bag.
2: Don't touch it. Don't even look, look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. You know, earlier in the show, we were talking about the Saints and what could happen this season now that Michael Thomas is down for a while, won't be able to begin the season on time. And you and I are always worried about Jameis Winston and his future. Mm -hmm. We love the man. Uh, That he'll be blamed for the Saints' failings. Have you considered some plays anti-Saints going
1: into the year? No, but I'm also, to be quite honest, I am just starting my NFL prep. So,
2: Okay. I feel like you just took a big risk. Why? You just ate peanuts again. Didn't we go through this on the air the other day? What's with the nuts during a break?
1: I've been eating them the entire
2: show. Okay, well if you've done it six times, I mean, I'm good. The other day you lost it. I'm good. I had to save you, and I've been in that position. It is scary when you're it's trying a, to push it out, and the nut is stuck, and it's you just, just such a minuscule.
1: I'm, I'm losing it. It's just such a minuscule piece too. Like it doesn't feel like it <laughs> would be that me. dangerous, but it gets you. Yep. It totally gets you.
2: Yeah the uh, the same situation. So you think that. This surgery was delayed a little
1: bit. Well, you're a little, you're a little, it's weird. It just doesn't make sense. You, you know, you and I were talking about this off the air. It's a four month recovery, right? Yeah, yeah. For that kind of a procedure for an ankle injury that in the ESPN piece, at least notes, he had been bothered by it during the regular season. Well, so maybe he thought it was going to be fine. And then
2: got the worst record or not worst recommendation, but you know, worst uh, verdict I mean, out of the whole thing that he had to finally get surgery.
1: Then do you not fire your team doctors?
2: Well, in any case, the Saints should have had a bigger offseason when it comes to wide receivers. If you're downgrading a quarterback, and it'll be a downgrade, but if you lose a guy like Drew Brees, who made receivers into great receivers, Thomas already had issues with injuries and attitude last year. Your receiving core beyond Michael Thomas is Traquan Smith, Deontay Harris, uh, Marquez Calloway, Jawan Johnson, Lil, Jordan, Humphrey. These are all young guys in their first, second, or third years. That's that's the rest of the receiving core?
1: Seriously? But again, so it goes back to a couple of things, right? So maybe your your idea maybe does make some sense. Because if you're the New Orleans Saints, and you head into the offseason knowing that Drew Brees is not going to be there anymore, and that your best wide receiver needs ankle surgery that is going to keep him out for four months... Mm -hmm. You add at least one wide receiver, you would think, of merit, but they don't. And then this procedure goes down to right today, and now you're sitting there behind the eight ball. Like, what are we doing? So there had to have been some sort of mishandling of this injury, bad information, whatever it was, because it just doesn't make sense.
2: Stick your hand in there, Dave. John's been very nice to me in our arguments. He hasn't tried to pull out analytics, try to shame me. He hasn't said I'm not qualified to speak about stuff. You know, I can get real nasty on Cofield and company. You know, a while ago, I pointed out that uh, Stephen A. Smith's had a real habit the last few months of crapping on Max Kellerman, like sounding really annoyed with him. And that happens when people do shows together. You can get annoyed with each other, and sometimes it can get really insulting. But there's something going on between Stephen A. and Max. I think part of it is the fact that Stephen A. got smacked around a little bit a couple of weeks ago for his weird comments on Shohei Otani. Because then this week, he also took some shots at a lot of the NFL guys. He mentioned... Schefter by name. And then we see Stephen A and Max are doing what they do on first take. And they're having a discussion of, you know, who is the best player in the NBA? Is it Giannis or is it KD? And Stephen A is going on and on and on saying it's not really a discussion. KD's the guy. KD's the guy. And Max is trying to fight him a little bit. And then Stephen A out of nowhere is like, you know what? Who cares what you have to say?
0: I just think that america needs to know the only reason i'm having this conversation with you is because i'm obligated to do so because we're doing first take because if you were somebody on the street that brought up the same argument i'd walk the hell away from you and simply ignore you because it makes no sense
1: now
2: when you hear that you're like okay there's where, where's the context the vast sound crew myself uh and others i watched the video and like there was that was the mood That was after like four minutes of this discussion. That was the mood. Stephen A looked annoyed. He's making faces. He's cutting them off. This is weird what's going on right now. And then Max is like trying to keep a straight face and not explode. I think an explosion would be great for the show, but he's trying to be patient about it. Uh, He tries to fire back, and Stephen A. is just
1: like, no, no. That's another way of saying he's the best. And KD has more skills. But you know what KD hasn't done? KD hasn't shown that he could take a team that's just in the mix, not a dominant team, and win a championship. Giannis just did. Max, Giannis just max, did that. max,
0: max, max, max. Zip it, bro.
1: That was <laughs> it. I was waiting for more. And
2: this comes on the heels of the other day. He does this whole rant about Aaron Rodgers. You know, uh, what's with these NFL insiders ever thinking about uh, thinking that it was about money? Uh, it's obvious what it's about.
1: The Green Bay Packers have treated
0: their star player. They have disregarded him. They have dismissed him. They have minimized him. They've disrespected him. And he said, bump, y'all, enough's enough to watch and listen to people who are experts on the National Football League, who know football back and forth, to act like you can't comprehend what the hell Aaron Rodgers has been saying all of these months, this entire
1: offseason, is beyond me.
2: I'm telling you, I don't know this for a fact, but I think a lot of that stuff around the Shohei Ohtani deal where he got dragged by other ESPN personalities where they came at him, Jeff Passan, Mina Kimes, and others, I think he's like, you're going to come at me? Like, I make $10 million a year. You want to do that? Well, now it's on. Now I'm calling out everybody, including my own co-host. I'm the giant of this place. I'm going to do whatever I want. He's kind of right he can do whatever he, he can do whatever he wants and he can say whatever he wants about anybody at the place
1: but he didn't name adam schefter in that
2: he, he actually did uh there was a previous cut he said adam schefter's adam schefter's report and then he tried to you know i respect him but no he did
1: okay i mean i'm it's it's not espn it's A. espn so <laughs> he can do whatever he wants man i like it it's gonna add some heat I think the Kellerman thing, that's just a bit, though. You do? I think that's a bit. I think he—I think Kellerman knows what he's getting into. All right. Stephen A famously giving Bobby $20. <laughs> Go to Burger King. Give <laughs> it that's up. right. That's right. <laughs> Thanks to John. Good job,
2: Ari. Thanks to the folks here at Battleborn Injury Lawyers for hosting the show. We'll see you tonight on the Late Night Happy Hour. Starts up at 1030. DC in the sunshine, man.